You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello, everybody. Justin here, along with the cousins, Derek and Tyler. In this episode, we're going to take a look at the 2019 Husker defense. We'll each project a three deep at each position and determine if we'll be better, same, or worse at each position group. Now, last week, we did this exercise with the 2019 Husker offense. We had a lot of fun. Uh, so check that out if you haven't already. Uh, I think the defense is a bit more challenging to project this time. Uh, what do you guys think? Tyler? Yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot lot of really competitive matchups this fall um this spring coming i think um the depth chart's gonna be really fluid because there's a lot of guys that can compete derek did you agree oh sure uh especially when you get to the inside linebacker and we'll get to that here shortly but man how tough was that to do oh there, there was a few other oh. positions that were just tough and they're, they're like like Tyler, yeah. there's gonna be some good position battles and uh i, I don't think any of us are probably gonna have too much of the same all around so Maybe we, Especially maybe we, going three deep. Going maybe, three deep is like, who the hell are we going to plug in there? Maybe. I don't know. Just just a little prediction that Derek might get fired up again. Who knows? <laughs> well, it wouldn't be a Husker Cuzcast if you didn't. So, uh, All right. Well, let's get started here at defensive line. Now we got uh, three key losses there on the defensive line with Mick Stoltenberg, Freedom, and uh, Peyton Newell. Tanner. You go first. So I, I'm going to go. Uh, I, I think this is a very loaded position group. I'm going to go with uh, my starting uh, defensive line is incomer Darian Daniels, uh, starting at nose tackle uh, alongside Carlos Davis and Ben Stilley. Um, I think Ben Stilley and uh, Khalil Davis will have a great battle um, over the next couple months, but I do see Stilley beating him out. Uh, behind them, I think Damian Daniels, younger brother. Um, DeAndre Thomas and Khalil Davis. And then uh, wrapping it up is the former transfer, Vaha. I'm going to always butcher his last name, so I'm going to say Vaha. Uh, Tight Wildman and Deshaun Neal wrapping up the rest of the defensive line. Um, I, I think you're going to see a really good competition between the three nose tackles. I think that's going to be a fluid competition. Um, and I do think Khalil Davis and Ben Stilly, are, I mean, that might be one of the top position battles for the starting spots this fall. Derek, oh, it's hard to argue with that. Uh, mine is a little different than yours, and maybe this is more uh, preference than it is who I think will win. Maybe I don't know. I've always loved the Davis twins. I, I think you're going to have the Davis twins starting. And I, first off, I'd like to say you know, and I think you'll agree with this, Tyler, that the top two strings are going to be rotating in and out throughout the whole game, so you can call them both. 100%. I mean, it's going to be. They're all going to play anyway, most likely. Uh, but I have the Davis Twins, and I also have Darian Daniels uh, at nose tackle. And I got Damian Daniels backing him up at nose tackle. I have Deshaun Neal behind uh, one defensive end, and I got Ben Stilley behind the other. And then I got DeAndre Thomas and Tate Whittle, uh, Wildman in the third string, and Vaha Vanuku, or again, however you say it. I got him behind in third string for nose tackle. Well, we completely disagreed across all levels. <clears throat> For my first string, uh, I have Carlos Davis, Khalil Davis, and Ben Stilley. Uh, 
You know, Khalil Davis and Ben Stilley, they were uh, solid on that defensive line last year. Carlos Davis as well. Uh, second string, I have Darian Daniels. Him coming off an injury, I'm, I don't know if he's ready to get into the first string quite yet. He'll be rotated in. Then I got DeAndre Thomas, Deshaun Neal to round out that second string. And then third string, Damian Daniels, Chris Walker, and Tate Wildeman. I did not have Vahu in there. Uh, the fact that he didn't see the field last year kind of makes me think he's a little bit behind the eight ball, uh, a lot farther behind the eight ball than uh, what we would expect. And I'm seeing hands going up like crazy. So, Tyler, you go first. You had your hand up first. I, You know, Derry Daniels coming off an injury is scary, but, you know, 24-7 had him ranked as the number nine transfer in the country this year. I mean, this guy is coming here and expected to be a immediate impact. Um, I think he does that. And, and Justin, I, I think you probably would have had, I'm guessing, Carlos Davis as your nose tackle in your scenario. Yes, I did. I, I think he is a more natural defensive end. I, I think he will play better in that spot. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if those are going to be the three guys, I maybe you're right. But I think they move him out, and Darian Daniels is a great fit for that nose tackle. So I, I also saw, well... On uh, my paper here, I also had the scenario that if Darian Daniels, if he did secure that starting spot, that I would have him rolled out to defensive end uh, and bump Deshaun Neal or DeAndre Thomas. Uh, I agree with Tyler on this. Uh, Carlos Davis is way better on the outside, I think. He, he, he filled in nicely for Stoltenberg last year in the nose, nose, nose tackle position, but it's not a natural fit for him. And I think that was the biggest key of getting this transfer is that we now have a true nose tackle, which is hopefully going to improve this defense, get maybe help us get some uh, pressure on some quarterbacks. And as far as him coming off an injury, forget it. I mean, don't, don't forget, guys, it was a pinky injury. I think he's probably okay. <laughs> it, it kept him out what? so many games, though. I mean, come on. People play with clubs on their hands. True. Can't play with a pinky? I, 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 but I wonder how much of that was because he wanted to transfer and play with his brother more than it was the injury, though. How much of that kept him out of the season than the actual injury to the pinky? There's always that scenario. Uh, okay. A- any other th- to add into there? Okay. Well, let's get into better, same, or worse, Tyler. Does this position unit better, same, or worse? I, I think this position group is going to be better. I think this might be the best position group on the team. I think we are nine uh, deep at this position, at least, if not ten deep with guys that could play Division One football. Um, that way better by this stock, Derek. Oh, I think we're astronomically better. Uh, ha- having an actual nose tackle and being able to have all your defensive ends playing defensive ends instead of shifting inside, I think is huge. I think a year in a weight room with. Uh, Zach Duvall is going to improve these guys so much. Uh, I, I, I see this being a very improved group next year. Oh, I completely agree with you guys there. Uh, a lot of experience that we're getting there. Uh, solid experience. So I'm really looking forward to this uh, unit. All right, linebackers. Derek, you're first here. All right, well, I'll start with the inside backers because I think that was probably – as far as first string was easy, I think you got Mo Berry and Will Honus starting. I, I think that's probably going to go across the board. 
Uh, outside backer starting, I got Tyron Ferguson. And I got JoJo Doman taken on the other side. He really came in strong at the end of the season last year, and I think they're going to keep him at backer. He he was a turnover machine. He was just knocking the ball out of everybody's hands, and I love that kid outside backer. Uh, second string, I got Colin Miller and Nick Henrik. And I, I, I struggled with Nick Henrik and Jackson Hand on who to put in second string on inside backer. I went with Nick Henrik because he's here, and he's got a whole spring to work with the team. Jackson Hand don't show up till spring, till fall or uh, summer. So I, th- I think Nick Henrik gets the gets the edge just slightly on that, uh, and then like I said, I think, I think I said I got Colin Miller at the other one. I got Alex Davis, and I got Caleb Tanner on the on the other second string, and then third string I got Breon Dixon and uh, Quayshon Alexander on the outside, and then out for third string inside I got Jackson Hanna, and I went with Garrett Snodgrass due to lack of people. Uh, I forgot to add the three uh, three linebackers that were missing off of this that uh, we lost for graduation. Diedrich Young, Luke Gifford, and I'm throwing Jacob Weimaster in there only because he was added depth in there at the inside linebacker, and he was my spring favorite, I guess. All right, Tyler. Well, I'll tell you right now, we wish we had Jacob Weimaster because uh, that, that inside backer depth is pretty – week uh he could be a good three third string uh inside backer right now for us so um you know the, the key of linebackers is going to be will honus um how, where is he in his rehab i think there's so many dominoes that are going to fall based off of that and i do not think you can say for sure he is going to be ready for the fall um i've heard very little updates on him so far but i'm going to be optimistic here i think he's going to be ready I think he's going to be healthy, and I think he gets one of the starting spots alongside uh, Muhammad Barry. Um, I think you know that 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 is something we need is for him to be healthy for this defense to go. Uh, I think Ferguson is one of the outside backers, and I think you're going to see a good competition between uh, Dixon, Davis, and Tanner for the other outside backer. I do not have JoJo Doman there. Um, I think he is better for safety, and I think our safety depth is a lot scarier. So I think they get him back playing that more, uh, more on that in a minute. But I have Dixon actually uh, beating this out. I think he's going to be our starter. Uh, Tanner Davis um, outside. Colin Miller and the true freshman from Omaha, Nick Henrich, um, is going to be my backup inside backers. And then you go to the third third string. Um, Jackson Hanna is an intriguing guy, Derek. You brought him up and you had him at your third. I know the coaches have him inside. I think he's better outside. I think where Will Honus is is probably going to dictate where he fills in. Um, I think he's going to be healthy, so I think he's going to stay outside with uh, Alexander. And and I'm going to go with David Alston moving from outside to inside. The guy's got a good frame. He was 225 out of high school. I think he moves inside and... Uh, him and Snodgrass uh, wrap up the inside backers for third string. All right. Well, I think I agree a lot more with Derek than you. Uh, at inside linebacker, uh, Mohamed Barry, of course, he's the most important piece on our defensive uh, on the defensive side of, of the ball. Will Barry, Will Honus at outside linebacker, Tyron Ferguson. Again, I agree with Derek. Like I just said, JoJo Doman. Uh, I agree with everything you said there. He was he was a stud at outside linebacker. He was a special playmaker. 
uh, and I think we need that. We need him there. Second string, Colin Miller, Jackson Hanna at inside linebacker. Outside linebacker, I have Alex Davis and Caleb Tanner. Then third string, inside linebacker, Nick Henrich and Garrett Snodgrass. And outside linebacker, Breon Dixon and David Olsen. Now, Breon Dixon, I was kind of shocked that neither one of you had him higher up. This guy came in with a lot of hype. And... Dustin, do you not listen to me? I had him as my starter. You had Breon Dixon? Oh, you threw yeah. out so many names. No, I did not hear that. Uh, Breon Dixon was my starting outside backer. I had him beating out Tanner and Davis. I had a three-person competition on that. So, thanks for uh, drinking your beer and whiskey and not listening to me. Uh, <laughs> hoping our listeners were not doing that and realizing that I do love me some Breon Dixon. That, get, that kid's athletic. You know, the thing is, is you guys like Jojo Doman, and I like him too. But let's let's be really real about what you like. He had like three good pass rushes in one pass breakup. What did he? How many tackles did he have last year? Less than ten. Well, I mean, how many did Breon Dixon have? He was redshirting. He couldn't get jo- in in the four games. Jojo Doman was. I mean, if he hadn't already redshirted, could have redshirted last year because he was hurt for half, for over half the season. But he has been, so and, and he was, it. and he was only coming in as a backup to Luke Gifford anyway. I, I so don't I don't don't I, don't shit on the guy because I mean come on. I, I, okay, I'm Leon Dixon had one tackle, Tyler, one tackle, and you're shitting and, and on the, and, the, and the one game he played. <laughs> I mean, like, let's be real. Like JoJo Doman, great player. I actually like him a lot. I, I don't want to. Sh- I'm not shitting on JoJo Doman. You guys are making it sound like. Oh my God! He came in with such a stud last year. He wasn't one of our fourteen best defensive players last year in any statistical category. Like this guy, that was lack of playing time, having- though. It, it wasn't a lack of effort. It wasn't a lack of bad positioning. The guy played well when he was in. Fair enough, and I, I like him, and I think he's going to play. I just don't think backers the position because safety is more important. But Breon Dixon. Justin, you were right. This guy came into Nebraska with a lot of optimism. I've heard that a lot of it had to do with where his body was when he got here. Um, athletically, um, he is one of the faster linebackers. The coaches I have heard, the coaches have said at that position. Um, we thought he had a shot of starting last year. Um, I do think he is going to get significant playing time. I think he's going to end up with that starting spot. Um, you know, Caleb Tanner could give him i think he'd be my number two choice but regardless i i, I jojo doman that outside backer is deep and i think our safety is not i i just don't see him playing there a majority of the snaps you know jojo doman you know you say 14th in any statistical category he was 16th in total tackles though <laughs> look, not, hey, not look, top fourteen. I, not top fourteen. Not top fourteen. At the end of the day, look, I, I, I agree, Todd. I think I think all these kids are probably going to see playing time. Uh, I I think there's a lot of talent here, and I think you're going to see them, especially as fast as offense is going to run. You're going to see a lot of uh, rotating in this defense, and now that they're getting some depth. I think you're going to see more rotating than what we've seen last year. We've seen quite a bit last year. Uh, and then, look, I shuffled Breon Dixon for anywhere from first to third string through the whole thing. Like, I think the guy's going to play a lot. Don't get me wrong. And as far as JoJo Doman, you got to put him where he plays best. And I don't know. He, he never did anything to me as for safety that I thought, 
oh, man, this kid's a great safety. But when he played outside backer, he looked phenomenal doing it. And it, I wasn't, think he's a, it wasn't a lot, but and – and I think he could still play safety too. I don't think he's going to be so keen in on one position. I think he's going to be that multi-tool player that could probably play more than one position. I think he's athletically gifted enough to play either position to a high caliber. Uh, whether it's safety or outside linebacker, I just I, I liked what he offered at outside linebacker. That's that's why I put him back in there, and well, the coaching staff thought that highly of him. And well, maybe see, it was just to get him out on the field, considering all the safety help. Maybe maybe yeah. that's all it was. And, you know, we had I, think, all I think that was a big part of it. Okay, I do. I think that was a big part of it. And, and Derek, I agree with you. I think could I see him lining up in an outside linebacker type position? Whether he's a safety coming in to blitz a little bit. I mean, I think he could do that. Um, but I, I do want to really quickly circle back to inside backer depth. Because we're outside backer, I think we are loaded. Um, and I think that's why you're hearing the name Jackson Hanna playing inside so much. is because we are so weak there. Uh, a name that you guys might want to keep an eye on is, what I think, one of the best walk-ons we're bringing in this year. Uh, Chris Cassidy out of Pius. Um, you know, he... he is a pretty good prospect at inside backer, maybe even a guy that could could have got a scholarship. Um, if they decide to not move Alston in or Jackson Hanna in, he's a guy that could get in that three-deep conversation. Um, that, that's a name Husker fans should keep an eye on because I think he'll develop. He'll be Justin's new future starter. Uh, he's not no wine master, but Justin will love a walk-on backer. Chris hey, Weber, doesn't matter. Love he loves his walk-ons. Well, according to the, the the scholarship distribution chart, they already have uh, Jackson Hanna listed as inside backer. So you keep talking about him moving to inside, but they already have him listed as inside. So, no, I, well, I, I, I've heard that. I mean, and, and he's he came on and said that we were recruiting him there. I just I think he translates better to an outside backer, and it, and it doesn't mean I don't think he could play inside backer because I think he's athletic enough to do it. But I see him. His body type, the what his film as an outside linebacker. Justin, I got I got a question for you. What made you put him again uh, above Nick Henrik? Nick Henrik was a higher uh, starred recruit. He's got more time. He's going to be here for the spring. I, I see, think all, 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 all the areas pointed towards Nick Henrik to start before for me over Jackson Hanna, but or not star, but second string anyway. So this this may be an extremely stupid reason. Uh, but I think maybe that the caliber of competition that Jackson Hanna has played against has probably given him a little bit of a leg up. Uh, I mean, maybe that's a stupid assessment, but I, I gave it to him there. I, I don't know how great of competition that uh, Nick Henrich has actually truly played uh, against Nebraska kids. I don't know. Is, is that stupid? Yeah. I mean, that's, this has that's been one it. of the most talented classes of in Nebraska history as far as the number of kids oh, coming out of the state. I mean, it's, I, I guess, I don't know. I, I just think when when everybody is rating him a high, as a higher athlete or higher start athlete and they're, uh, he's got, he, the, the, the time in the system is what, get, what gets me. He's here, this he's here already. He's in the weight room. He's going to go through spring ball with them. I, I think that gives him a big leg up on Jackson Hanna. And I, and, and I like Jackson Hanna. How we, we've interviewed him a time or two and, He's a fun kid to talk to, and I think he's going to be great for Nebraska in time. I just don't know if he's going to come in as a true freshman and do it yet. 
Yeah, I couldn't say that. That was my reason that, you know, because he actually came onto the Husker Cuzcast to talk to us. That's why I put him on second string. But <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, let's uh, we got to ask the question better, same or worse. Derek, I'm going to lean towards same right now just because. As much as we all like to hammer uh, Darren Diedrich, or uh, yeah, Darren Diedrich, or Diedrich Young, sorry, Diedrich Young. I always get them two mixed up. I don't know why. I'm an idiot. Uh, they look alike. <laughs> uh, you know, it's still he was still our second best tackler last year, or second most tackles at least. I think losing him still hurts a little, but at the same time, I think there's a lot of, lot to replace him, and I think there's. Inside backer was a little bit of an issue last year, and it seems to be about the same this year. Only instead of uh, Dedrick Young, we got Will Honus, and then behind them to behind and then Mo Berry, and behind them too, it's all hands. You know, what do you do? And an outside backer is just deep, and I, so I think we're basically the same as what we were last year. Tyler, I, I'm going to go same too. Um, yeah, you know, I think Luke Gifford is a uh, pretty big loss. I, I, I do like, to your point, Derek, our depth at bat, outside backer. Caleb Tanner, Breon Dixon, Alex Davis, uh, I think all three of those guys collectively can replace him. Um, the, the reason why I'm not going to go better is because of the health of Will Honus. I, I am not 100% convinced he will be the player he was in his limited playing time last year. If he is that good, even not better, even as good as he was the first half of last year, I do think this linebacking core will be better. Um, the uncertainty is what's going to keep it at the same for me. I have a set same as well for all the reasons that you guys just said, truthfully. Wow. Uh, Did not see us all agreeing on that. I know. That's, that's nuts. All right, let's see if we agree with the secondary. We're going to break this up into two parts. We'll do cornerbacks first and then safeties. Uh, cornerbacks to you, Tyler. Uh, I think the the starters um, are pretty obvious. I think Lamar Jackson, DiCaprio Boodle, man, those two guys, I think they're going to be pretty good lockdown corners. I'm so happy where Lamar Jackson is. I think Boodle, um, I'm hoping he'll stay for a senior year, but I think this guy's a future first or second round draft pick. Um, I'm going to go Cam Taylor and Noah Pola Gates. It's my backups. NPG, I think, is going to come in and make an impact. I don't see him as a safety. I think he's going to be a corner. And then I'm going to round out with Eric Lee and Braxton Clark. Um, I'm going to I'm going to put a caveat there, and I'm going to have them both at corner. But depending on what happens at safeties, I wouldn't be shocked to see one of them move the safety. Um, because I think they are two talented individuals that need to be on the field or could be on the field. Um, but at the time being, I don't know who I'd pick. And I'm like having them be five and six in corner. Derek. Wow. I uh, think that's pretty bold, but no pull against that high, uh, especially as a cornerback. Uh, obviously, number one and number two, or, uh, the, the top two guys are going to be Lamar Jackson, DiCaprio Boodle. Uh, there, there's no question about it. They, they both played well in the second half of the season. Boodle played well, I thought, all season. Uh, Jackson kind of had his little flub there within the Purdue game where he got benched for a game and a half. But he came back. He made a good good reason to keep it. Uh, I, I got Cam Taylor and Eric Lee as my number twos. And I got Braxton Clark and Ethan Cox 
as my number threes. All right. I have, geez, I almost sound just like Derek here. DiCaprio Boodle, Lamar Jackson, that's a given. I have Cam Taylor and Braxton Clark at my number two. Number three, I have Eric Lee and Ethan Cox also. The walk-on. Go with the walk-ons. So, <laughs> well, I had Eric Lee as backup. I had him as number two. I that, that was one word, one we disagreed on. Yeah, that's it. But, but just having Ethan Cox in there, yeah, taking I, the sophomore from Blair, Nebraska. But you know, the the, the staff was so high on him last year. I I, I don't see him getting worse. So I, I think he can maybe yeah. he, he could probably find some scrub time to play. You know, he started the spring game last year, and I think that's something to build off of. I think. Especially given what we have at cornerback, uh, but can, go ahead. Can Devin. I can I get in here on my uh, you know my NPG? No, I mean I I I think you guys are sleeping on how good of an athlete this kid is. I mean I'm shocked that neither of you had him in your three deep. Um, you know you look at a guy like Cam Taylor who I think had a good year is going to be a good corner for us. Um, you know a guy like Braxton Clark. Um, you know who is who? You know had some playing time last year. A pretty good prospect. You know Noah Pola Gates is roughly ten percentage points better in twenty four seven than both of them coming out of high school. I get stars don't always matter, but this guy is unanimous four star. He's one of the best prospects we're bringing in in this twenty nineteen class. I I can't see him riding the bench. I think he's going so- to get action as he gets here. Um, you know, again, he outside of Wondell Robinson, he is our second best recruit. And you, we all had Wondell Robinson playing, and you guys don't even have him in your three deep. So I, I'm just shocked by that. He hasn't signed yet. He hasn't signed yet. So we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. He's he committed. Le- he signed his letter of intent. He signed his letter of intent during the early signing period. They just kept it quiet. Oh, shit. All right, we'll take that back. Edit that out. Uh, <laughs> No, I, I, I didn't. I truthfully, I, I didn't even consider him in the top three. Uh, but you know, when we redo this after the spring, maybe I'll plug him in there. But it's just it's it's interesting because, like again, across the board, I mean, I mean, I, I guess outside of maybe Ty Robinson, who we kind of none of us mentioned at defensive end. I mean, he's like the only big name uh, we brought in this recruiting class. You guys don't even have any three deep. I, I, I think he contributes. Now does well, Eric Lee does I mean, Eric Lee maybe play beat him out? Maybe maybe do they decide to redshirt him? Possibly. I just think he's too talented to keep off the field as a freshman. I just don't see him being a cornerback. I think he's going to be a safety. Ooh. Okay. I, I, I he might, I think he's a little undersized for safety personally, but uh, that's interesting. So. Hmm. All right. Well, before we talk about safety, let's do better, same, or worse at cornerback, Tyler. Uh, better. I, I think Lamar Jackson uh, found his stride last year. I think just between him and Boodle, um, I think we're going to be better. I think Cam Taylor, uh, he played as a true freshman, better across the board. Um, very solid group this year. Derek? I, I'll go better. I don't think it's better across the board, though. I, I, I As far as the starters go, I think they're about the same. The way the, the year finished. If you're going to go from, from the season start to season end last year, I would say better as a whole. But if you're looking at just the way the season finished and the way those two were playing at the season's end, I would say they're about the same. 
as far as the starters go. But the depth, I think, is tremendously better with Cam Taylor getting some experience and even Eric Lee getting some experience. And now we're getting, like, Braxton Clark in here. And, you know, I I think it is better better overall. But as far as starters go, I think they're going to be the same, which is not bad because they were really good last year anyway. Yeah, I think I think they'll be better than last year. Uh, Lamar Jackson, talk, you talked about that, how he really turned it on towards the second half of last year. I think that's just going to be something more to build off of. Cam Taylor, he's, he's getting more experience. We saw what Eric Lee could kind of contribute. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm not going to worry about the cornerback situation headed into this year, I, I don't think. Uh, safeties. Now we lose Aaron Williams, Antonio Reed, and Trey Neal out of that safety core, which is pretty huge. All three of those guys were meant a lot to that uh, Husker defense last year. So, Derek, you're three deep. Well, okay, first off, I to me, this is the most concerning group that we have by far. I th- this, this position group scares me. Inside backer depth scares me, but the top two, if if they're healthy, I think are great backers, and I think we'll be fine with them. But safeties just scare me. I losing those three guys is a big deal. Uh, that said, I, for starters, I got uh, Deontay Williams, who came in and played okay at times, and he kind of had some really bad plays at times too, but. Right now, I think he's probably one of our best options at safety. I have Markel Dismuke playing the other safety. And second string, I got Tony Butler and Cameron Jones. Third string, I got C.J. Smith and Noah Pola Gates. And I have the, 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 well, hold on. The, the oh. main reason I have Noah Pola Gates third string is I think they will try to get him some playing time. But I, I just I think they will try to redshirt him. I really do. Maybe I'm wrong, but it seems to me the fact that he's coming in the summer is just going to be, I think it's going to be tough to get him a whole lot of playing time. Well, I'm I'm hoping we faxed him or emailed him or wherever these kids are using a lifting sheet to get him a little bit bigger uh, this spring at his high school. But, um, you know, Derek, I'm going to go, I agree with you on your starters, uh, Dismuke and, uh, Deontay Williams, I think they're going to be the starters. I barely, I wanted to put JoJo Doman in there. I think he could take either one of those two spots. Um, I, I really do. I think he's going to compete, but I ultimately have him as a backup. Um, I, I think he'll be a utility man, kind of as I mentioned, but I think he will primarily play safety. Um, I got, can't, and, and again, I preference it at the corner. I could see Eric Lee or Braxton Clark also moving there um, to be a backup safety, but I, I, I think we're going to be good enough with Cameron Jones as in the other backup. And rounding out my uh, top three will be Tony Butler and Avery Anderson. Um, Avery Anderson has kind of bounced back and forth between safety and corner his time there. I think he'll kind of round it out. But I do think Tony Butler, even as a third stringer, is a pretty good safety option for us. Um, I, Derek, I know losing those three guys hurt. But I, I do like this core of safeties that the Huskers are bringing back next year. I think that we are in a decent spot going into there. I'm not near as worried as you are. No C.J. Smith in there? No C.J. Smith. I, I will say this, I, I, and I said this kind of when we were talking about the backers, too. I, I could see JoJo Doman still playing safety. I could see him falling back into a safety spot 
if in a pinch, if we need him there. But I, I think that as far as safeties go, I think Markel Dismuke and Deontay Williams are probably still better than what JoJo Doman gives as an option at safety. And I think you have to get JoJo Doman on the field. And that's why I think I put him at backer. I think in that I think he played better at backer than what he did at safety as well. But all right, uh, now for me picking the safeties, this was the hardest one out of every out of all the groups on defense. It was hard. Uh, Deontay Williams and Markel Dismuke, they they're my starters. Uh, my backups, I have C.J. Smith and Cameron Jones, and third string, I have Tony Butler and Reed Carroll. Again, I did not consider MPG uh, when I did this, so I suck at life. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I put Reed Carroll in there just because I didn't like who anybody else we had. I, I, I'm surprised that you had Avery Anderson. I can't believe you haven't given up on Avery Anderson, Tyler. I, I mean, do I see our number six safety playing a lot next year? Probably not. Um, I, I mean, the guy's going to be a senior. He was a good prospect out of high school. It was kind of a coin flip between him and him and CJ Smith. I think I'm going to give the slight edge to the senior. I think if, you know, in, in a pinch, they're going to trust the experience. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, I, I but I, I think our top five are good. And, and again, and if, if not, I, I do see a Braxton Clark. He's a tall guy. He's bigger. I, I think he could play there. Eric Lee. God, I have a hard time leaving them out. I, God, I think we have some good people in the secondary. They're going to find a good rotation. That's going to be a overall intriguing position group this spring to see how what the depth chart looks like going into the fall. Absolutely. That's, that's what's going to be really fun to see how far off or how close we were, at, especially in the spring game. Uh, all right. Better, same, or worse? Tyler? I wanted to go to the same. I, I, I know we lost three seniors, and those guys played well for us, um, but I don't see any of them being NFL players. Deontay Williams, I could see being an NFL player, um, but I couldn't quite do it losing those three guys. I have a very, 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 very slight worse at my safety position. Derek? I haven't said quite a bit worse I as of right now. these other two, None of these safeties really have proven anything to me. I think losing a leader like Trey Neal and, and Antonio Reed and Antonio Williams, especially Williams, was such a hard hitter. I just don't know if we have that with these guys. And maybe we do, but I just haven't seen it yet. Uh, right now, I, I have to lean like I think we're quite a bit worse. Like this, this position scares me more than anything else on defense. Oh, you're on mute, Justin. Uh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say that uh, I think it's we're quite a bit worse worse here at the safeties. Tyler wanted to knock on uh, JoJo Doman for being 16th best at tackles. Who out of the safety core is even in the top 20 uh, for returning? I don't think they are. Uh, Markel Dismook maybe, but I mean – as far as experience goes, this safety bunch really scares me. You know, there might be some talent there and some hidden gems, but we just haven't seen it yet, so it's all hype. You're just hoping that they're good, but that, that part scares me. 
Well, damn, mark so, the calendars. That's twice in one podcast Justin agreed with me. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often. I must be getting sick. Uh, well, any final thoughts on this defensive deep dive, guys? I, 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 want, I want to just real quickly, um, a name that didn't get mentioned in our uh, you know defensive line, and I, I meant to bring him up, is uh, uh, Damian Jackson. Um, you know, obviously the sophomore Navy, former Navy SEAL. Uh, you know, the fact that none of us mentioned him or a Ty Robinson making our three deep defensive line shows how truly good we are at that position group. Um, I, I am absolutely psyched for what that defensive line and, and this defensive as a whole is going to bring this uh, fall. Derek? You know, I, I thought about him too, and I. Look, I like the kid. He's a, he's a feel-good story. I, it is what it is. But do you guys think that maybe he's an option to move to inside backer and fill in some depth there? I could see it. I mean, they, they damn sure need the help. Uh, I think he's athletic enough. I mean, I, is he I don't better than Jacob Weinmaster? Probably, but... Um, no, I, I think, you know, maybe I, I, I wouldn't rule it out. I think I think you guys are being a little hard. If Will Honus is healthy, I, I don't know if we need many more than three deep at inside backer. I just don't know Nick if we Hen- have three deep. That's the problem. Ideally, if it was up to me, if, if what I would personally like to see happen this, this fall is I would like to see, Nick Henrik get a, get four games. I'd like to see Jackson Hanna get four games. Maybe Garrett Snodgrass get four games, and then redshirt all three of them. In, in my scenario, I would love to see that happen. Obviously, that's probably not going to happen. But if I had my way, that's what I'd love to see happen. I'll agree with him again. <laughs> uh, did you have anything else, Tyler? What do you guys think of this defense overall? Ask the final question, Justin. The final, oh, I think we're going to be a lot better than last year at defense. I think so. I think we're going to be, especially our starting guys, I think we're, I think this is going to be a solid bunch. Derek, you cringed. I, I think everybody's putting a lot of emphasis on this and thinking we're going to be a lot better. I don't know if we're going to be a lot better. I think we will be better. I do. I really, truly do believe we'll be better. Like, we ranked 106 in some categories, guys, last year. Like, they were really bad. Especially, like, in yards, uh, uh, average uh, yards per run. We were 109th. Uh, I think we'll improve on some of these. but And I think we'll end up with being, like, a top 70 defense in, in most categories. Which still isn't going to be good enough, I don't think. But I, but it is going to be better. You're, you, I think you will see an improvement. Tyler, I, I'm going to go much better. Um, I, you know, Derek, you know, I, I think this is a top seventy defense in category. I think overall, you're going to see this defense be top fifty in some categories. And, and as a lot of people look at Nebraska's defense, they're like, "Ooh, that's not good." Let's not forget, Frost is known for his offense. If we could be a top fifty defense overall. I mean, that is plenty good enough for us to win seven, eight, nine games next year. Um, no, I, I think this defense is going to be much better. I, I like where this defense is trending. There's a lot of great young guys. I think you look at this roster, I mean, 
you look two years down the road, my God, we could be stacked at defense two years down the road. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. I think in a couple of years we will be great. I just think that with losing two backers, three backers, and three safeties, and the defensive line losing them didn't really bother me. Look, look, nothing against Mick Stoltenberg, but his knees were bad. He only played about four or five games last year anyway. Uh, Freedom McMullen doing as as fun as his name as fun as his name is to say, he never really did much. Like his sophomore year when he first moved over to to, to defensive end, he had a decent year. I think he actually led the team in sacks, and he just never amounted to anything after that. And I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to bash on the kid, but at the end of the day, I don't think losing either one of those two guys is killing this team. But losing that many backers and losing that many safeties, I think, does hurt quite a bit. Well, truthfully, we've only we only lost two backers, you know, with uh, Young and Gifford. Really, I threw Winemaster in there because he's my favorite. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> All right, uh, we got to move on here. Uh, we got to talk a little bit about Nebraska ball. Now, we haven't done a lot of Nebraska ball this year, uh, but. It's time that we kind of address it. You know, the Huskers, they've now lost four straight with their 62-51 to 51 loss at home to Wisconsin last night. Uh, they're 13-8 and eight on the season and a lowly 3-7 and seven in conference play, which is currently 11th in the Big Ten. All right, now, we already lost Isaiah Copeland in the loss to Ohio, Ohio State on Saturday. Now, given all of that, where do you see this team now, and where do you see the team at the end of the season, Tyler? Man, that is so hard. I, I went to that Wisconsin game last night with a lot of optimism. I, I thought, you know, even without Copeland, I thought we, we were going to rebound and pull out the victory. Um, I, I don't want to say that last night was deflating and completely took my hopes out because the reality is there is still a path that is reasonable for us to make the tournament um but right now i mean we we have a pretty good rebound game this uh this saturday against illinois who is terrible on the road we get maryland at home after that we lost to two on the road i mean those are a couple games that nebraska's gotta win to turn it around i i just i almost wonder if this is the mike riley syndrome when everyone is talking about how bad this team is is are these players going to believe that start reading the clippings uh, and just lose faith and just bow out? I mean, we'll, we'll, I think the next by next week we will know where this team is. Derek, I couldn't disagree with you more on this at all. Like we're screwed. Losing Copeland hurt us bad, and it wasn't even just losing Copeland because they, they Tim Miles appeared to have lost his team before Copeland got hurt. Uh, losing to Rutgers on the even if it was even though it was on the road that should not have happened and I know Rutgers is playing better uh, then losing to Ohio State who was on a five game skid man then they came out last night and they looked like dog shit again that that was not a good Ohio State's not a good team and, and Tyler you talk about our road ahead we got Purdue twice we got a great Maryland team who's been on fire this year. We have to go on the road to Michigan. We have to go on the road to Michigan State. The only the only game that we might win might be Illinois, and that's on the road. So I ain't gonna, I'm not convinced we're going to win that game. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't know how you can lose Copeland and think that we're going to be any better than what we've been playing lately. 
considering we have zero depth. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's just going to be tough. I, it just perplexes the shit out of me how we were favored against Wisconsin when, I mean, did you really think that we were going to improve losing Isaiah Copeland? No, absolutely not. And headed down the stretch, for them to make the tournament, I think that would that would be huge. There's, I just don't see it. So, uh, Tim Miles. So, what happens to Tim Miles? We had all of this hype and all of this hope before the season, and all the talk was wasn't if they were going to make the tournament, but it was how deep is this team going to go into the tournament? You know. So, if we don't make it, what happens to Tim Miles, Derek? Well, sure. I mean, well, before I get into that, you know, you talk about that. I mean, ESPN bracketologists had us anywhere from a four and five seed at one point this year. Like, we, there was a lot of high hopes. This is probably the most dis, this is as disappointed as twenty fifteen or twenty fourteen, whatever year that was. It's either as disappointing or more disappointing than that year. Uh, Tim Miles, in my opinion, has to go. I. If we don't make the tournament, if we make the tournament, fine, he could stick around. Uh, but he, he, I think he's got to go if we don't make the tournament. I don't, at this point, I don't see us making the tournament. I don't even know if I see us making the NIT at this point. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and what scares me even more is I think there too many people are going to place too much blame on losing Copeland for losing games. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that somehow Miles will probably end up keeping his job for another year, and I don't think he should. Tyler, so we right now are thirteen and eight overall. Nebraska has not had back-to-back winning seasons uh, in the last twenty years. You have to go back to when Lou Tron Lou is on this roster. So, if we could win five games, you know, down the stretch, I, I think he will be safe to keep his job. I think that's the number. Um, overall, right now, you look at this and you say Nebraska's got five games or six games left at home. We've been pretty good. I'm sorry, it was five games at home. Five games left at home. We've been pretty good at home. Plus, we have an Illinois game on the road. <laughs> we um, lost two straight games at home, dude. We're still nine and three at home. We're still nine and three. I mean, I, I just think that's a tough place to play. I think he finds a way to get enough victories. Uh, to give him a good year I, again, this is Nebraska ball. Like let's let's simmer on some expectations and say this would be the best two year stretch we've had in the last twenty years if we win five more games. I, I think that's his number. Um, now, granted, if the wheels fall off and we start dropping and we continue this streak we've been on, yeah, he's going to get fired. I mean, there's no doubt about it. If he goes three and seven down the stretch, yeah, he's going to get fired. But I think he does enough to keep his job, um, and I think he should. Again, I think he's a good coach overall, and he's probably the best option Nebraska can get. I I hate that sentiment. I just absolutely hate that. It's like, oh, that's the best that we can get. Money talks, well bullshit walks. You pay somebody, they'll come coach. Uh, look, you talk about Nebraska winning five in the next ten games. We have ten games left. We have to go 500 in order to have a winning record, right? We're at Illinois, who's playing better than what they started the year at. I'm not convinced we can win that game. We have Maryland coming in, who's just been playing out of their minds. We're at Purdue. There's no way we're winning that game. We have Minnesota coming in. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe somehow we can find a way to pull that out, but I don't know. 
Uh, Northwestern comes in. We go at Penn State, who full strength here, came into Lincoln, and we could barely beat them. Uh, then Purdue comes in. Then we go to Michigan. Then we go to Michigan State. And then we got Iowa coming in here. And, and those, latter, those last three teams destroy us. I, 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 don't, I don't see any, any scenario possible we win five games out of these last ten without Copeland. Yeah, we've dropped too many of our easy games. You know, lo- losing to Rutgers, losing to Ohio State. Those were those were the gimmies. It's it's going to get worse from here. I I think again, let's let's hold on a little bit of hope. Uh, I get uh, Illinois is terrible. Uh, I mean, they they honestly are. Um, they're not a great team. They're they've only won two games in the Big Ten. Nebraska even has a better winning record. Um, By one win. Six and four. Okay, fine, but they're six and fourteen <laughs> overall. They're only five and five at home. I mean, this is not a great team here. True. I mean, true, but I will say this: if you've watched Illinois play, they've lost a lot of really close games that could have went either way. Okay, well, we've lost a couple of close games that could have gone either way too. Penn, I, uh, I don't know. We've been getting destroyed Mar- the last three Maryland. games. Maryland. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I get uh, on a very micro. Sca- th- th- this is not looking good. I, I'm I'm trying to be optimistic here, guys, but Palmer. Uh, Copeland is a good player, and he he was at a position that we have no depth. But I I don't know if I thought he was our one of our three best players, or what? he was right on that what? cusp. I, oh, he's, I, I, he, he is hands down our second best player. He's a he's the second best scorer on our team. He had the second most points per game. He was had the second most rebounds per game. How is he not your I, second I, best I, player? I, he he is. I, mean, I, I, I I I like me some Watson. I think Watson's a great player. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, guys, Watson's, I just Watson's think, great. Watson's a great player when you're playing at home. You get him on the road, and all of a sudden he gets the yips and he can't make a shot. Well, good thing we have five games left at home, and hopefully <laughs> plays one of those five games. Tyler, look, I, I truly admire your optimism here, but I mean, it's and you're just you're sniffing glue. You're sniffing I, glue. I, 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 there's, there's I, only there's only one I, player that could make an argument for the second best player on this team, and that's and that's Isaiah Roby. And the only problem with Isaiah Roby is he is constantly in foul trouble. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, but again, I think that by this time next week we'll have two games, and I think these are two games Nebraska must win. I think you get Maryland, you get the rematch after that two point loss at Maryland at home. Uh, and you got Illinois, who is one of the two worst teams in the Big Ten on the road. Nebraska's got to win those two games. Otherwise, next Wednesday night, if we bring up Nebraska ball, I will probably be seeing, seeing in the same tune. We win both those games. Do I think we're going to for sure win, make the tournament? I don't know. But, man, I think that, that there's a shot. Uh, in, in fact, until we lost to Wisconsin, Bracketology still had us as a nine seed. Before that game, whatever it is, we are getting a lot of love from a lot of the rankings. I, I just let's not bury the cat. I mean, I don't even know where we are today, but I wouldn't be shocked if we're still considered a tournament team by ESPN. Like, let's let's not bury this team yet. We still have a shot to make the tournament. The, the problem is, is I have the feeling that Justin had at the beginning of the football season last year, about three games in. Well, we're just not going to win another game. And then the second half of the season went, and you have to, you have to feel him better. Like things are getting, yeah, things are maybe, looking up. It's, the opposite, it's the opposite with this basketball team. It's more Mike Riley ish. 
Like, I felt really great about the start of the season. And now here we are a little past halfway through the season. I'm going, Jesus, we suck. Yes, we do. So, so, so I'm, I just, we, you, I can't, you cannot uh, go. You cannot go on four and five minute scoring droughts each half of every single game that you play and expect to win games. And Nebraska has done that on almost every game they've played this year. You're 100 percent right. I got to ask this question. Okay, so you guys have ruled the season dead. Okay, you guys have no faith in Nebraska ball. You guys are. You guys have you. You guys love the jump ship on Nebraska team so quickly. So let me ask you this. What does Tim Miles need to do to save his job, in your opinion? I think the number is five and five. I think that's he saves his job if he does that. What is your number? Is it tournament or bust? It's tournament or bust. Yeah, yeah, it is. You have to make the tournament. There was entirely too much hope for this team for you not to make the tournament. Again, I I go back to that statement that I made a little bit earlier was it wasn't if we were going to make the tournament. It was how many, how deep were we going to go into the tournament? That's what the discussion was. But that so was unrealistic. We have I, never won a tournament game. So and you're what? like, how deep? Sweet sixteen, elite yeah, eight. We, we've never, we've never, never been a four, we top twenty-five. We've never been a four or five seed before either, and it was looking like we were going to be. Like we were on, we were on track to be a high seed to where we could get an easy game and maybe be able to win a game in a tournament. As of that's Monday, n- we were never, a ninth seed. That's as of well, Monday. That's as of Monday. They were four, a four seed three weeks ago. Anyway, we, we got more time, you know, 10 more games. We got more time to talk about uh, Nebraska. Well, maybe they get it turned around. You know, they got, they got a little bit here, so we'll discuss it next week. Uh, but it's time to get out of here. But we got to do last call. Last call to you, Tyler. Sunday's the big game, boys. Patriots versus Rams. For Nebraska fans, you have Rex Burkhead on the Patriots, for and you have Adamic and Sue on the Rams. Two of the probably three most popular Huskers over the last twenty years. Uh, I, I got to ask who you guys got. I got the All American man Tom Brady leading the Super Bowl, but I'm curious on who you guys got, Derek. That's hard to go against Brady. Uh, you want my real prediction? Here's my real prediction. I think uh, Rex Burkhead gets two touchdowns, and I think Dominican Sue gets three. Uh, on the other hand, I think that also Dominican Sue probably goes to jail after the game for looking funny at Tom Brady because nobody can touch him without getting in trouble. So, jeez. Hey, I, I like I like uh, Tom Brady. Give that man another ring. But uh, yeah, I like. I think. Uh, I think the Patriots win by 10. Is that fair? That would be their biggest Super Bowl margin ever. So, no, I don't think it's be fair. It's going to be a classic. That's what New England does. Classic Super Bowls. All right. Last call to you, Derek. Okay. Here we go. Justin's going to love this one. So, I get asked this question at least probably twice a day, I think. Why do you hate LeBron so much? He's the best player ever. Okay. Here's why I hate LeBron. This is a perfect example. Anthony Davis was just fined $50,000 in his part of the tampering deal for trying to make it to the Lakers and requesting a trade uh, uh, vocally in public that you're not allowed to do. Uh, he's now talking to Kyrie Irving, who left him because he didn't want to play with the guy. And now he's now LeBron's apologizing to him, trying to get him to come to L.A. And LeBron's trying to get Luke Walton fired because this is what LeBron does. 
He goes to a team and he tears it apart. He gets coaches fired and he tries to get a super team in. And everybody goes, well, Golden State's got a super team. Let me tell you the difference between these two. Golden State uh, drafted three of their top four guys. The only one they picked up out of free agency was uh, Kevin Durant. The rest of them they drafted. So they built their team. LeBron James continues to go everywhere he wants to go and try and just recruit players to come play with him. And I hate him for it. Stop being a LeBron hater. I mean, he's trying to compete. He's trying to make basketball great again, okay? He's trying to make that uh, the West a little bit more interesting instead of having Golden State kick ass every single year. Blah, blah, blah. Boring, boring, boring. The West is already the better division by far. I know. Let LeBron come in, build some team, and make it a little bit more uh, interesting over there for him, for Golden State. Just just let it be. He's he's the best basketball player that's ever lived. Derek. He's a douche nozzle. Tyler? Well, I, I think you're both wrong, um, which is amazing that happened. Uh, no, no, I do agree. Derek, you're right. Justin... LeBron is a douche nasal or whatever you just call them. Uh, but 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 where I where I will go with this is I think LeBron James is trying to get another ring, and there is no way to unseat Golden State with that current roster. Where where I think you guys are missing the point is what LeBron is trying to do. I think is counterintuitive of that. To get Anthony Davis, you are going to have to give up at least three of the four next best players after LeBron. You're going to have to give everything up to get him and then you're gonna add Kyrie Irving it's going to be those three guys and LeBron James will be like 90 at that time he isn't gonna be able to play that many minutes I I don't think this is a success rate just take the year off LeBron and wait until free agency and try to get Clay Thompson from Golden State try to get Kyrie Irving have those young guys and have a chance to actually compete considering he's been sitting on a bench for the last 18 games it's Pretty safe to say that he doesn't really he's not really that interested in playing this year anyway. He he hurt his vagina, damn it. <laughs> Wrote some vagina right. on it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I met groin. I met groin, not vagina. Alright, last call to me, and my last call goes out to somebody that's heard last call several times, and that's Bill Moose. So uh <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. No, you know, Everything that Bill Moose has encountered over, you know, yesterday and the day before with all these allegations, let the man live. If he wants to have a couple of beers, so be it. Stop labeling him a drunk. It's just kind of embarrassing for the university to have to address these allegations. If you want to call them rumors, you can, I guess. But, you know, it's kind of humiliating for Bill Moose. So I really feel for him. You know, that's that's had to have been an embarrassing experience and for him to sit there uh, in, uh, at the PBA watching the Huskers get killed after everything that he endured that day, oh, total humiliation. But uh, I love Bill Moose. I think he's a great AD and I, I look forward to him being uh, here for several years. I hope he does. But, you know, if an incident like this, you know, you, you can kind of see where this guy may say, you know what, peace out, bitches. You know, I'm taking the Urban Meyer route. I'm going to say I have some health issues. Peace out. Uh, I hate that his uh, name was drugged through the mud like that, but 
Tatter? Well, I mean, this guy isn't Carl Polini right now. I mean, there, there's ramifications for getting drunk when you're in an administrative role. Um, I, I I don't know. God, you know, I don't know how bad it is. I really don't. Um, but I but I will say this. I think a lot of people are up in arms about an AD. Let's be real about this. We already got Scott Frost. I, I don't really give a damn who our AD is anymore. Because we already made the one decision that we needed to do, and we made it right. So, uh, Bill Moose, have a shot of whiskey. You enjoyed it by bringing us Frost, and I don't give a damn if he's our AD in a week or if he's our AD for the next <laughs> 10 years. I, I don't hard. care anymore. Derek? I mean, come on. I love Bill Moose, but you know what? His his coaching hire in, in football went 4-8 and eight last year. And as bad as most, the most overhyped basketball team that ever crossed Nebraska land is uh, now taking a shit in the in the field. And who wouldn't drink? Hell, I'm drinking. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> so I I think it's why this is interesting is because we're talking about Tim F- Miles and Tim Miles' fate. If maybe if Bill Moose. If his time is limited, does he pull the trigger to fire Tim Miles and to hire somebody else, or do we have to wait a whole nother year? But we can talk about that later. Here's yeah. the hope. Here's the <laughs> All right. Cheers to you too, Derek. All right, let's get out of here, guys. This is a lot of fun. Hey, be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Our episodes can be found everywhere to include Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and more. We appreciate any and all feedback, and please share our our episodes. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. We'll see you next week as we recap Signing Day. And as always, go Big Red.